0: all right let's get into this hair though <laughs> my little sister came home and demolished demolished okay i just got done working out so don't mind a little fuzzy edges but <laughs> if you're watching on youtube or instagram or tiktok you can see it it's so beautiful i, just, I love it anyway all right so hi hey y'all hey hey hi hello it's been a smooth three to four weeks since we last saw each other since we last spoke because the last episode i made was the monday before i got strep throat i don't ever want strep throat again we're not gonna talk about it we're not gonna get into it it's traumatic it's triggering we're not doing it but we back we back we're on episode mm eight or nine of the crown avenue podcast if you are new here my name is angela i'm the host of the crown avenue podcast after a two-year hiatus i am back giving you journal entries just sharing my life my thoughts what goes on in my brain in the hopes that you may be able to relate um why am i singing all my words um okay so we are today Today, 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 I want to talk to you about daddy issues and magic people's energy. Those, those are two things I want to talk to you about because I was at work today and I kind of had a revelation. I was listening to something and the girl was saying that in the video was saying that her inner voice, her inner critic, it was about like how to not be so critical of yourself or something like that. And she was saying that her inner voice is that of her father's. And how he was so overly critical of her and then she is, then she then became critical of herself. That became her inner voice and she had to work through that. So that just kind of made me think about something that may not seem related, but it kind of is because it's, you know, that's daddy issues. So it made me think about how I can sometimes be critical of my daughter's relationship with her father uh, of his parenting style I'll be more specific I be critical of his parenting style so um we're married but we both we have different parenting styles we we're raised differently we come from different backgrounds so you know we work but we work together in our parenting still but you know we'll we, we still parent in different ways based on our own experiences that we've had so like sometimes I can be really critical of how he chooses to show up in his parent, parenting of her and his fatherhood. And one example would be like, if she's crying and he has, he's done everything that he can for her or, you know, and he don't really know why she's crying. That happens. That happens. She's two. So that's going to happen. So then, you know, me on the outside, looking in, he, isn't communicating with her like if he's done communicating with her he's like okay i'm gonna just give up like in his mind he might be like i'm gonna just give her some time i'm not gonna you know respond but in my mind you know she's standing there and she's crying and he's ignoring her so then i'm like why are you ignoring her like say something at least like talk her through it you know blah 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 and i'm looking at that and i'm judging it but why when he's met all of her needs you know she's just crying she's just doing what she do and I think that it's because, like, throughout my life, I didn't... I My father was absent. I didn't have that father-daughter relationship growing up. I didn't have him to go to to ask for advice. I didn't have him to console me. I cannot recall a moment in my life where I was crying or sad or anything like that, and I needed to be consoled, and he was the one to do it. Like, that is non-existent in my life so there's some there's a lot of history of my perceived rejection like him rejecting me and my perception that's how I felt growing up like I was like huh if you don't want me that's cool I don't want you either and that was just me protecting myself from that rejection that was already there like it was there so I was trying to navigate through that so I think that when she's crying or needs to be consoled then and he's in my eyes he's not doing that or he's not doing it quick enough or whatever yeah because i'd be like hurry up (laughs) but i think that it comes out of me lacking that growing up so it's like a spirit of rejection i think that's what i think and this is just me you know therapizing myself but i don't even know if therapizing is a word but um I really do think that comes from a spirit of rejection so then I'm overly critical of their relationship or of his parenting style and just because he's letting her cry a little bit longer or he's you know not immediately jumping on a need that she has that's not him rejecting her that's not him neglecting her by far and that's not him not being present present in her life so I think that I I appreciate that um revelation coming to me at work today because it's gonna help me. I'm going to use that. I plan on using that to be less critical of him. And yes, yes, I can be critical. I can be critical. And that's okay to admit and say as well because I'm acknowledging it and I am trying to work through it. So that I'm not so critical. Cause I know it could get on his nerves. Um <laughs> but like if we haven't like healed our own inner child that can come out in so many different ways and i think that i know for a fact that being able to watch their relationship is healing my inner child in itself i love watching them together i'm always taking pictures videos like encouraging him to do things with her encouraging her to do things with him i'm all constantly constantly doing that and I know that it's because I didn't have that growing up. And so I love watching that. I love watching them together. It's one of my favorite things. It is the reason why I have done life the way that I've done it, um, made decisions, made the made the decisions that I've made so that she can have that. Um, and I know that we don't, we don't control everything, but we do have a say so in a lot of things. And so I, I knew the type of father that I wanted for my child and <laughs> I chose up, okay? I chose correctly, all right? God is good. Um, so she's going to have that. She's not going to have the experience I have. I have had, for sure. Um, but that doesn't mean that a lot of the traumas or fears or experiences that I did have and do have, you know, to this day, aren't going to affect how I move, how I navigate, you know, this partnership that I have with my husband and parenting her and how I see their relationship. So... Yeah, I don't even know. Like that—that's just—that's just wild to me. That was just like wow, because why do I do that? And then, I, like, it's just so nice when you just learn something about yourself and you make make those connections and you're able to use it to navigate. You know, pivot um, to do better, to do better. Cause I love the relationship and I fully trust his parenting. He stayed at home with her for 17 months. Okay, <laughs> and I mean. Yeah, he's fully capable. Fully capable. But I know that I can be a little bit critical sometimes. It also comes out um in you know how I try to control the way that he does routines like and not so much anymore with the routine thing, but I know in the past I have experienced you know this need to control. Like if I I do bedtime this kind of way, then I want him to do exactly the same way. Like if, for example, reading a book to her, he he can get you know quick with the book sometimes. Like oh yeah, I read it, you know, and I'm like you didn't really read it. Like she needs to be read to every night. That's that's how, that's part of being a good parent, but. He's reading to her. He's, he's still exploring the idea of books with her and things like that with her before bedtime. He's just doing it in a different way, and that's all right, too. That encourages her to have fun with books. It's not so rigid all the time, but I think that just, you know, like, I didn't grow up in a house with a dad, and I had a stepdad for a few years, but he was—that was not—that was not, wasn't it. Um, there That wasn't— the picture of a healthy marriage still. So, in I'm, I'm really going, I mean, we don't have a blueprint. We don't have a blueprint on how to do a lot of things. My background and my, my education has helped me through that, helped us through that. Um, But like, you know, I'm still learning and it's going to be some things that I'm like, I got to check myself on. And that's one of those things, just not being so critical of their relationship because He's not my dad. She, her experience is not mine, you know. So, yeah, that's just, wow. Hmm. I, say, I say, <laughs> That's just, you know, hey, we're doing it. So, the second thing I want to talk about is this whole idea of matching people's energies. I saw something else today that was like, and I see it all the time. But, um, I mean, I didn't see this. I heard a kid say this, overheard a kid say this was like, well, I'm, I'm giving you what you gave me. I'm matching energies or whatever. And I see this all the time. And I just want to know who told you or us or whoever that giving away your power was the way to navigate through life. And that was how you was going to win in life. Like who said, who said if. Somebody's mad. You need to get madder. If somebody's somebody throwing shade, you need to be shadier. If somebody's being rude, you need to be ruder. If somebody's being loud, you need to be louder. Somebody cussing at you, cuss back harder. Like who? I don't understand the the, the logic behind it because in matching people's energies, We're literally giving them the power to control our emotions, control our actions, control what we do or don't do what we say and don't say, how we perceive something, um, how we react. Like we give them all that power because we moving off of how they move. Now, to a certain extent, you do have to understand how to how to deal with people based on how they act, but that doesn't mean that you have to literally match their energy. Like if somebody's coming around you depressed all the time and everything you say, they're like, you're like, oh, let's go outside. Oh, I hate the sun. Oh, let's go, let's um go watch a movie. Oh, I hate TV. Let's go do that. Then you they're sad and you're gonna be sadder because then you're just taking on everything that they that they are bringing to you. And that's just giving away your power. You're powerful. You are powerful. You have the power to decide how you're going to react, what you're going to say, how you're going to act, what you're going to do, what you're not going to do. You have the power to decide where you're going to go, where you're not going to go. So why give that to other people? Why give that power to someone else? Why should my friend be able to come to me, cussing me out, and I'm like, I'm cussing you out. Or why should they be able to you know, ghost me or whatever and i then just ghost them whatever right right back or whatever um and there's certain instances where you know things ain't gonna work out you know what i'm saying mutual agreements or whatever the case may be but why should your energy be dictated by the energy of someone else like what if i just decided i'm just matching my two-year-old energy period whatever she give me i'm giving her chaos chaos that's chaos that's chaos you have power you have control do not give to other people don't listen to these folks these folks don't know what they're talking about they don't know they do not know if they are here telling you we matching energies all 2023 we're stepping into the new year matching energies blah 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 they are not they're that false advertisement false advertising advertising that's not the way to move that's not the way to live like Why? It just baffles me. You know? How we would just willingly give up our own power. Our own God-given power. God gave us power and authority over our lives. Over our actions. Our decisions. So why would we give that to somebody else? I guess I'm going to just leave it at that. So, yeah. Yeah. We're not matching energies. (laughs) I'm living in my peace. I'm living in my peace. And you can't take it. All right? And that also goes into, okay, for instance, friendships. The energy that you invest into a friendship or the energy that you invest into yourself, it should have a positive effect, a positive return on investment, per se. So, yeah, if you are hanging out with somebody and you know you're coming back from that hangout session or that lunch or whatever it may be you're coming back drained you're coming back questioning yourself overthinking ruminating on things you said how you said it how they perceive what you said just overthinking 24 7 and when you come come back from that interaction with them that's energy that you don't need that may need some you may need to rethink that relationship Okay, you may need to set some boundaries, step back, whatever the case may be. Um, the reason why you might be overthinking could be that you're just overthinking, that you're tripping. Or it could be that they are giving off some energies that, that you know, look. you looking back and you're like, mm, that was a little, that's not aesthetic. Then that doesn't mean that you didn't go match those energies, that you go around them and you act shady or you throw shots or whatever. Um, that just means that you need to rethink that relationship and rethink the boundaries that you have set in place or put some in place if you don't have any. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's that's a I could you could say that's a type of matching energy, but it's not matching energy. It's not, it's not. It's not giving you mad, I'm mad. You shady, I'm shadier. We we don't need to do that. That's unhealthy. Okay, it's toxic. So yeah. That's all I have to say. I've been talking out for fifteen minutes, and I'm sitting on my kitchen floor because I was working out, and it gets dark at like five o'clock now. So, uh, so yeah, I couldn't go in the car and do it, or outside, or getting natural light. So, I had to come in here and get my little light and make it do what it do. But we back. So that's this episode of Kind Avenue of podcast. If you have not already, please. Subscribe on YouTube, follow us on follow me on Instagram, and of course, subscribe to the podcast so that every new episode can be downloaded and you won't miss one. And um, yeah, until next time, stay true. <laughs> Bye.